Hello everyone and welcome to Words from Abba, a place where we look to reveal the Father's heart so that you may be confident in who he is and what he has to say to and about you. I am your host Melissa Turnbull but you can call me Mel for short. If you haven't already, please feel free to like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at words from ABBA, all one word and all small caps. And make sure to have a look at our website, which is www.wordsfromabba.wixsite.com forward slash home. Thank you for joining us today and I hope you're blessed by today's episode. Hello everybody and welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Words from ABBA. Um, I trust that everybody had an absolutely amazing January and like we said in the last episode was from ever is officially two years old I can't believe that we started this you know back in February of 2020 now we're in February of 2022 and things are so different but the amazing thing is that God is still on the throne and as we said this month of February is going to be the month of love we're going to be exploring all things love and in last week's episode i kind of briefly gave an introduction into love and how um in in greek or in the greek culture there's many different words to actually describe love and each of them means something different so i kind of gave like a brief um chat on four of them the four that are not usually talked about and from today we're going to be going on the four that are normally talked about and I think it's probably based off of C.S. Lewis's book called The Four Loves where he kind of goes more in depth about um, these types of love that I'm going to be speaking about and today we're going to be starting with two of them so the two that we're going to be chatting about today is going to be Storge and Thalea. So why I thought to kind of maybe not bunch these two together but talk about them simultaneously or in the same episode is because they're kind of very similar. They're very, very similar types of love. And I think I'll just start with Storge. Now you'll be interested to know that Storge, you actually can't find that exact word, the exact word Storge in the Bible. Um, it's not there. <laughs> uh, it was never used when... Um, the writers were writing the Bible. So I'm thinking of like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm thinking of Paul. I'm thinking of James, Timothy, John, um, the writer to the Hebrews. Um, yeah, and whoever wrote in the Bible, they never actually used that word storge. But does it necessarily mean that it's something that we don't need to look into? I don't think so. I think it's important for us to look into it because I think that Sometimes the storge that we experience actually influences the way that we view God. So um, let's see here. I was just going to my notes a little bit where I was doing a bit of research. Um, and they spoke about what storge is. So according um, to the Enhanced Strong's Lexicon, which is like, you know, the book that you go to for um, Greek definitions, everybody goes to Strong's. I'm not sure if there's others, there probably is others, but anyway, I, I, I normally use Strong's. It says that, um, Storge love, it's a cher it's cherishing one's kindred, especially parents or children. It's the mutual love of parents and children and wives and husbands. 
loving affection, prone to love, loving tenderly, cheerfully of the reciprocal tenderness of parents and children. So when you're thinking of storge, it is that relationship that you have amongst your family. It is that family love. And I'm according to this definition, it's primarily the that reciprocal relationship between a parent and their and their child. Now, if you think about that, that's why like in the last episode I kind of spoke about why we want to delve deeper into love is that we need to understand that when God is speaking about love or when he says that I love you, what is he talking about? What's he trying to communicate? Because depending on how you view love, it will have an impact on how you interpret what he's trying to say. So when God is saying, I love you, is he using the word storage? Is he saying that I love you um, in the way, in the, in, the, in the reciprocal nature of parent to child? Now, it's interesting, like I said, that this word is actually not in the Bible. So does that mean that God doesn't love us as a father? No, it doesn't. But I won't go further into that because I think we'll, we will explore that topic Um not in the next episode, but the episode after that. But I think the thing to, to think about when you're thinking of storage, it's it's human. It's a human kind of love, right? Um, it's how parents interact with their children and how children interact with their parents. And that relationship is really important to God, I believe. And why I think it's really important is because if you think about it in Proverbs, how many Proverbs are there that actually speak about how parents, how children should listen to their parents and how um, they should relate with one another. And even in the New Testament, you know, it speaks about how they reiterate that commandment, you know, that says children, you need to honor your parents. Um, and also that parents don't exasperate your children so the relationship between parents and children between the relationship between husband and wife the relationship between brother and sister it's really important because it's an earthly um it's an earthly example or an earthly personification of how we ought to relate to God. But because it's an earthly example, because it's an earthly personification, and it's because it is corrupt man that is exemplifying this love, it is bound to be corrupted in some way. That's why I think maybe the word storge is actually not found in the Bible and why God never says, I storge you. Because that storge is a human type of love. And as humans, we're not perfect. So the love that we're bound to give is bound to not be perfect, right? If the source of something is imperfect, how can you expect it to be perfect? It's going to be imperfectly perfect kind of thing. And so I think, you know, sometimes you you will hear stories of somebody who will say they find it very difficult to relate to God the Father. And um, I think what, what was, I don't know if anybody who's listened to this has watched this, I don't know if it's still controversial. At the time when we watched it, there was a little bit of controversy around it. But it is The Shack. So there's a book on it. And then there is the um, movie as well. And I think it was based on a true, it was based on a true story of somebody's experience. And the person literally says that, you know, um, as you're reading this, let the Holy Spirit minister to you, whether it's true or not. I'm just going to share what I experienced. And for in, in the I think it was both the book and the movie. I can't quite remember if it was in the book, but I think I can remember in the movie. The man kind of asks. So 
oh i don't want to spoil it so i won't talk about what it what it is but for those of you who don't like to read go watch the movie for those of you who do like to read find the book but a little bit of a spoiler so the in the in the in, in the book or the movie um there's kind of a conversation where the man kind of goes through um thinking about why he finds it easier to relate to god um the son as in jesus and god the holy spirit but he finds it a bit more difficult to relate to god the father and why because he found it difficult to relate to god the father the way that god had to present himself to him was very different and the reason for that was why he found it why why he found it hard to receive God the Father and the love that a father had was because of the experience that he had with his father um, and how that experience had kind of tainted the way that he would view God. So his experience with his father as a young boy, experience um, it, it influenced how he would view God and relate to God as a man to the extent that he could not see God as the father because of the way that his father had treated him. And so now if you imagine for with, with God, you know, when he's saying he loves us, I think, and this is just me kind of thinking about it and wondering about it. It's not something that I can say that the Holy Spirit revealed to me. It's just, you know, musing about it really that I wonder if that's why that word storge is not used is because um, sometimes, you know, it is very difficult to, if you if you've been abused or you've been a survivor of abuse um and you've experienced abuse at the hands of a father or a father figure that will have an impact on how you relate to god because god is the father right even when you think about in john how he says that you know the father is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth you know if you're somebody who your father abused you how are you going to run to a father because all you know of a father is somebody who's abusive um i was blessed enough that my father he was very pivotal in um yeah god used him in a pivotal way in how i relate to god as my father because i think for me and i really thank god for that blessing there's nobody who could tell me that my father did not love me there's like you you could tell me anything else but if you told me my father didn't love me i would laugh in your face I, 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 like that's one thing that i am so confident about to this day that my father if somebody had come and was threatening to shoot me my father would not hesitate to jump in front of a bullet for me that much i know and you know i'm reminded of a conversation when <laughs> I was having a chat with my dad and we're disagreeing about something. And I remember saying to him, I was like, you love me, so I don't care. <laughs> I can't remember what we're disagreeing about. We're disagreeing about something. And uh, I literally said that to him. I was like, you love me. So uh, to be honest, I don't care. I know you love me. And he's like, are you sure about that? And I'm like, I am a billion percent sure. <laughs> and I remember he just laughed. Like, I, 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 I am so confident and so secure in my father's love to the point where I imagine that if my father being imperfect could love me in that way, how much more God the father, you know? So for me, my relationship with my dad causes me to run to God 
But I can imagine that the opposite could be true. That if you're somebody who maybe you don't even know who your father is, you've never met your father or that your father abandoned you. Why would you, if that's the first example that you have of a father, why would you run to, 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 to God as the father? So, yeah, I do think that, you know, if, if there's anybody who's kind of been struggling with that, I'm, I really do pray that this could, I don't know, maybe minister to you that when God the Father is saying he loves you, he's not talking about storge, which is, again, that parent-to-children love. Um, he's not talking about that that storge kind of love, which is a human type of love. His love is infinitely more, it, full stop, it's infinitely more. Think of any good thing that you could think of, it's infinitely more than that. In fact, it's of a class of its own. I'm reminded of... um a podcast that I was listening to by Chip Ingram. And I think he was speaking, I can't remember if he was speaking about the holiness of God or what he was talking about. But basically in that podcast, he kind of says that, you know, sometimes when we think about the goodness of God, yeah, it was about the goodness of God. He's like, we think about the very, very, very best of humans, multiply that by a billion trillion. And that's God right? That if you think about the kindest, most sincere, most warm-hearted, most loving um, human who never lies, never steals, never does anything bad, like the most perfect human, multiply that perfect human by a billion trillion, and that's God. But he was saying that, no, that's not it. That's not even God. God is a completely different class of his own. He cannot be compared to the best of the best of us as humans. And I believe that it's the same with his love, that God's love cannot be compared with the love that our parents or us as humans give to one another. It cannot be compared to a storage. When God is saying he loves you, he's not really talking about storage. But I won't go into too much in depth with that because I'm, I'm still kind of doing a bit more research on that. And we'll really get in depth in that of when really God is saying, um, when, I, when God says, I love you. What type of love is he speaking to? It's really quite interesting. But um, yeah, like I was saying, I just really pray that for anybody who has experienced abuse at the hands of friends, family, whatever. And even like, it could even be church hurt, you know, like it could be your 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 pastor or an elder or a deacon or somebody who holds a position in church who, and not necessarily even a father, but they're like a paternal figure or a maternal figure, like a parental kind of figure. If they've abused you or mistreated you and that's caused you to kind of shy away from God because you're saying, well, if that's what that type of love is like, then I don't want it. And you don't even want it from God. I genuinely pray that the Lord would minister to you and that he would heal you um, because I think that's where it starts. There needs to be a healing first and a forgiveness Um for the person who's wronged you so that you can, God can begin to actually show you what his love looks like because, you know, expecting perfection from imperfect people, you're literally setting yourself up for disappointment. If you're expecting a human being to be able to love you perfectly, I, do, I want, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but you're literally setting yourself up to be disappointed. That's never going to happen. Your husband is never going to love you perfectly. Your husband is going to disappoint you. Your wife will disappoint you. Your children will disappoint you. Your parents will disappoint you. Your siblings will disappoint you. Why? Because we are humans. We are imperfect. We fall short. We do not have 
infinite wisdom in the way that God has it. We don't have infinite knowledge in the way that God has it. We only see in part. We only know in part. Even when it comes to loving people, we see and we know in part. So how we cannot, you cannot expect a person who doesn't know the whole to be able to love you in the whole because they don't know what your whole is like. You know, even you yourself, there's things that it's like you can you can love yourself right but there's things about you that you don't even know that will still be revealed to you so that the way that you love yourself will be different remember how i spoke about self-love um last week i'm just thinking about this now you know for me let's i'll you well who else can i use i can only use myself as an example um loving myself the way that I love myself now as a 29-year-old is very different from how I loved myself when I was 21. When I was 21, there were things about me that I didn't know that I discovered at 25. Like, I always say that 25 is when I really discovered Melissa. It's when I really knew who I was, what I love, what I don't love, what my interests are, and I began to say, whoa, Melissa, you're actually a really cool person. And I began loving just spending time by myself. But because I did, because prior to that stage, because I didn't know myself, there were things that I did to myself that were actually harming me. And I didn't even realize they were harming me until I turned 25 and began realizing that, oh, the reason why this thing hurts me so much is because I actually don't like that. I think I do, but I don't. You know, so as you're going through life, you're constantly evolving. You haven't even met the you that's going to be there 10 years from now. For all you know, the things that you hold so near and dear right now, they might not matter 10 years from now. Something that you might think is a core thing for you that it's, this is non-negotiable. You never know down the track that you might meet somebody and they might shoot, they might shoot that that non-negotiable thing and that that will be blown out of the water and it won't matter anymore like for me if you had asked me at the age of 23 24 if i would have ever married a pastor i would have thought you were crazy because i was like nope i don't need that life i don't want that life Uh uh-uh and yet here i am 29 (laughs) married to a pastor with a whole baby you know like you're constantly evolving. And so if you think that's why I think it's impossible for us to give perfect love is because we're constantly evolving. We're not God. God says that he, in him, there's no shadow of change. He doesn't move. There's no moving. There's no, there's no shadow of turning. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so he can love you perfectly because he's never going to change. Whereas for humans, from the day that we're born, from the day we're conceived, we're consistently and constantly evolving. So even our love, that store J love that we give, is consistently changing and evolving. And so I pray for anybody who who yeah might have experienced any type of hurt that the lord would really 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 administer to you and that the lord would really heal your heart you know i thought that i was going to do like a storage affiliate in 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 one right now but i think i might break it up actually and we'll do filia next week We'll talk about, we'll, I will release the episode on filia next week um simply because i think this storage thing you know, I, why, I, why I thought I wouldn't have a lot of to talk about it is because, like I said, it's not in the Bible. The word storage is actually not in the Bible. But I, I think as I'm thinking about it that, I don't know, I'm just, I just feel like a lot of us 
are hurt because we're expecting humans to fill a need that only God can fill. We're expecting something imperfect to fill something that only a perfect being can fill. We're putting, you know, you, you're expecting your parents to be able to know it all. And, you know, this is so interesting. Um, I think lately, because the anniversary of my dad's passing is coming soon. So I've been very, very reflective over the last couple of weeks. And one of the things that I kind of pondered on, and especially now that I'm a mom and I'm a parent myself, I've kind of realized that as a child, and, you know, if there's any children, we're all somebody's children, but if there's like really any really young children who might come across this podcast and listen to it, I remember that as a child, like especially my teen years, I expected my parents to know it all. And when they hurt me, I remember I'd be even more hurt because I said, I would say that, well, they're my parents, they should know better. But now as a parent myself, I'm realizing that, uh, actually, if I didn't communicate that, look, when you did this, this hurt me, how could they have known? Why? Why do I say that, that there needs to be communication, especially as children? Um, and this is me coming from an African background where, you know, like the African culture and how children relate to parents, that's very important to me. And I love those values. I think those values are important. But... I think there needs to be kind of like a middle point where we've got, I love the honor and respect that the African culture and I'm sure many other cultures in the world place that children should honor and respect their parents. But, and I end, not but, and I think in order to truly honor and respect your parents, there needs to be open communication. Remember that that story kind of love is reciprocal. So there needs to be communication and love where you can go to your parents and sit them down and say, look, when you said this, that actually really hurt my feelings, you know, because of A, B, C, D. And whether or not, you know, you might get, I, I can, I'm just imagining if I had had a conversation where if he was angry and I told him, dad, when you said this, it hurt my feelings. He might not receive it in the moment, but I, I know for sure that it we would have kept it in his mind and that would that would impact or influence how he would relate to me later on. He wouldn't repeat words that I've sincerely told him that when you said this, this hurt my feelings. Even if in the moment he might say, well, you're just a child, da, 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 da. But again, because he's my father and he loves me, he doesn't want to intentionally hurt me. So he will remember that, oh, Mel doesn't like it when this is done. So if we're having a disagreement, I can't use words like this because it's going to hurt her feelings. And so... I think now, like I was saying, as a parent, I'm realizing that, huh, I was literally putting unrealistic expectations on my my parents to know it all. And as much as, you know, we grew up with my siblings, at each stage, they'd never experienced it. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, even though for me, I've got a son now, right? And he's four months old. And God willing, maybe in a few years time, we're going to have another child. Even if that child is four months old, I would have never have been a mother of a toddler or however old my son will be at the time and another four months old. So if you think about it, that each day is always new and it's always different experiences. And for them, they were learning too. 
but I never thought about that as a child. I expected them to know it all. But now as a parent, I'm like, huh, you were learning too. And you did the best that you could with the information that you had influenced by the experiences that you had as a child. And I can see now, I think how maybe the way that my mom and dad grew up, why certain things were so important to them. For example, ensuring that me and my siblings are extremely close, that we've got that close family bond. That was so important to them. And I never understood why until I, I realized how they grew up. And I could be like, oh, that now makes sense. Like for me, the traumas that I've experienced, the good, the and when I say trauma, I'm not necessarily just speaking about like bad trauma. I'm thinking about even the good things that have le left marks, whatever it is, they're inevitably going to influence how I raise my son. But the only thing that I can do is to pray, which, which me and my husband consistently do. We pray that the Lord would just guide us in how we love our child so that the bad things that we might have experienced will not impact him and we won't transfer our hurt onto him we're constantly praying for god to reveal the dark parts in us and to clean us so that we can love him and why so that we can love our son and why do we go to god for that because like i said god is perfect there's things about me that god knows that i don't know and it's only in going to him and praying and seeking his face that he reveals it to me and even in my in how i relate with my husband i'm consistently and constantly praying to god to Help me to be a good wife. Help me to be a loving wife. Teach me, Lord, how to love my, my, my husband. Even though Storje is a human kind of love, I'm still like, Lord, teach me. Let perfection teach me how to properly love my husband because, Lord, you know all. You know the hidden thoughts that my husband has that he might not be free to minister to me. You know the things that might have impacted him in his childhood that he doesn't even know about. You know everything about him. So if I want to know how to love him well and how to respect him well and how to build my home with him, the only person who can guide me through that is you. And I can honestly say that I, we've experienced that in, in, in our home. The reason why our home, we've got so much peace, like me and my husband are literally best friends. We laugh, laugh together. Like we love gallivanting together. We love going and just like, to be honest, if you lock down in as much as people are ah, locked down, ah, we enjoyed lockdown because it was just us in our house and we just genuinely love each other's company. And it's not that we don't have fights or disagreements. We do. But the thing is that when we we are fighting and we are disagreeing, each of us, we go to God and we pray and we ask God for help. And God has been faithful and he has helped us. He has helped us and we've got some really good conflict resolution techniques that have been working. And at the core and center of all of that is prayer. And even, I think, in sibling relationships, you, prayer is needed. Prayer is so important. So I think maybe in as final words for Storje that I want to say is this, that Storje is that human kind of love it's from imperfect humans so it's bound to be imperfect the people that are closest to you are going to hurt you expect it it's going to happen they might not do it intentionally but it will happen why because they're not perfect and that's okay what does need to happen each i think 
we're consistently learning how to love one another and there needs to be communication. And if you're not sure how to communicate that, pray and ask God to help. He is faithful. He will help you. Like he knows how he he created all of us. He created the different family dynamics that we have. And so he knows how what the perfect family relationship should look like. And even though it might be imperfect, there's healing that can happen. For those of you like who might be estranged from your parents, it doesn't always need to be like that. I was estranged from my parents for a, for a bit, for a while. But it didn't, that wasn't the end of the story. And I can completely attribute that to the fact that I prayed and I asked God to help me. And the Lord showed me what I needed to do. And he genuinely helped us that I can say that when my father passed, my relationship with him was the best that it had ever been. And that's all completely, you know, because of God's doing. And so I'm just going to say a prayer for anybody who's experienced hurt, like particularly from their family. I'm just going to pray for you that the Lord would, um, that he would heal you and that he would just cause a healing in your family to happen. And so we'll just pray. Father God, we want to thank you that you are so faithful. You are a loving God. That even though we're not perfect, we still can receive love from you. And Father God, in this moment, we're just thinking of everybody who has experienced some sort of hurt from family. God, may you heal that area of hurt. Lord, I pray for anybody who is finding it difficult to relate to you because of the hurt that they've experienced at those closest to them. I pray, God, that you would heal them. May you help them to forgive. May you may you heal what's been broken. May you cause peace to be with this constant conflict, Lord. May you, may you just work a miracle. You're the God who is able to heal the brokenhearted. I pray that you would heal broken hearts and you would cause reconciliation to happen. And we pray, Father God, that you would do this so people could come to truly know you. May you reveal to them, Father God, what you mean when you tell them you love them. I just want to thank you, Lord, because you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we could ever ask of you. And so, Father God, ask us asking you for healing and reconciliation. It's something that you would do, Lord. Your word tells us that anything that we ask for in your name, it shall be given unto us. And we're asking for this, Father God. We know that it is your will that there be peace. Your word tells us that you've left peace, a peace that, that supersedes and transcends any understanding. And so, God, we just pray that you would work a miracle. And may there be testimonies that come out. May every person who hears this be somebody who needs to hear it. And may you help them, Father. We just want to give you all the glory and all the honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, like I said, I was hoping that we would do um, Falaya today as well. But, yeah, I think as we started talking about storage, I just realized that it's a bit deeper than I thought it was. And to that, we give God all the glory. So, um, yeah, so next week we'll be talking about storage. And then the week after that, we'll be talking about Eros. And the week after that, we'll be talking about Agape. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, I said storage. We'll be talking about Falaya. <laughs> next week and then 
he was the week after agape the week after that and we've got some exciting exciting people who'll be joining us as we are you know just exploring this issue of love and we pray that the lord would help us just to understand more what love really is i pray that you're all blessed tomorrow is valentine's day as i'm recording this um yeah tomorrow is going to be valentine's no sorry monday it's going to be Valentine's Day, not tomorrow. Monday is going to be Valentine's Day. For those of you of you with Valentine's, or for those of you who have got husbands, boyfriends, whatever it is, girlfriends, wives, you know, I pray that you guys have a happy Valentine's Day. May every day be Valentine's Day. You don't have to wait for the 14th of Feb to buy your significant other a beautiful gift. You can do that at any time, but it's just that, you know, Valentine's Day is just commercialization. And I'm, I, for one, I like gifts. I like things. So I'm like, yep, I celebrate it. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I celebrate it just because I want my husband to buy me something. <laughs> Which he does, but you know, who doesn't like gifts? I like things. That's one of my lo love languages. I love receiving gifts. <laughs> but anyway, happy Valentine's Day to you all. And I pray that you have an absolutely amazing day. May God continue to bless you in Jesus' name. Until next time, goodbye. You may be listening right now. And in your heart of hearts, you know your relationship with God is not where it should be. You've fallen away somehow, simply because of life. Or it may be the case that you've never had a relationship with the Father. And as you listen to our podcasts, you're feeling a tugging in your heart. And you would like to have a deep and intimate relationship with God. If any of these scenarios apply to you, I invite you to say this prayer after me. Father in heaven, I thank you. I thank you for loving me. Thank you for calling me to be in a loving relationship with you. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I thank you, Father, that you sent your one and only Son to die for me so that I can be saved. Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the Son of God and that you died and rose again for me. I turn away from my sins and invite you into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I commit my life to you and I ask you to send the Holy Spirit into my life to guide me and help me do your will. Thank you for your love and your grace that has saved me. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer and you believed it in your heart, I want to welcome you to the family of God. The word of God in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 10 says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Congratulations on deciding to walk with God. I can tell you from experience that it's such an exciting journey to traverse through life with him and that there's so much rejoicing in heaven right now over the decision you've made. I really encourage you to buy a Bible or download the Bible app on your phone and just start to read the Bible every day, even if it's a verse a day, just so you can learn to hear the voice of God and that your faith may be increased. 
I also encourage you to join a local Bible believing church so that you can fellowship with other Christians and make sure to tell somebody of the decision that you've made. I would also absolutely love it if you reached out to us on Instagram or on Facebook or even send us a voice message on anchor.fm to tell us of your decision to follow Christ. We would absolutely love to walk this journey with you and to connect with you and to grow with you as we travel this life together as children of God. Once again, I want to say thank you for joining us here on Words from Abba. And remember that this is a place where we look to reveal the Father's heart so that you may be confident in who he is and what he has to say to and about you. We'll see you again in the next episode. Thank you.